What is up, you wonderful, beautiful, fantastic people of the world? This is Ashley Campbell with Daily Encouragement. By the time you guys hear this episode, it will be January 24th, 2024. Wow, time is flying. Been flying by, you guys. It's already a month after Christmas. I hope you guys had a wonderful day. The record date for this is December 20th. And so uh, Christmas is coming up for us. And, uh, you know, I'm excited. You know, I celebrate Christmas with my family. And yes, we know that Jesus was born and we reflect on that. And for me, though, also, it's just a time to uh, remember all that God has done for us and just be grateful. You know, all the good that we have, all the things we've been able to do. We've asked God for all of it and he's provided it. And, uh, you know, so that's what I remember. We do give our kids, our kids gifts, but to be quite honest with you, it's not to signify, uh, anything to do with like how many gifts that the wise men gave to Jesus. I just like giving my kids a present, and that's just the truth of the matter. And, uh, so, you know, I just like giving my kid gifts. Um, I like putting up a Christmas tree cause they're really pretty, you know, at night when you're sitting in the living room and you're watching movies, you know, Christmas movies and all the lights are off and just the tree lights are on. It's really pretty. And so I enjoy that. And, uh, it's one of those holidays that you can like enjoy the whole month. I put my Christmas tree up one day after Thanksgiving and then we have it up pretty much almost till new year. It just depends on how motivated, made motivated I am to get my living room back together. <laughs> when I was growing up as a kid, we always had it up through new year's. I don't know what I'm going to do this year, but anyway, the point is, is I hope you guys had a good holiday and uh i hope that you guys are really just convinced your own mind to why you do what you do don't ever try to put some religious twist on it just to make it sound good you guys i i just gotta say this really quick we once knew a guy who went and bought himself a new stereo for his truck and he goes i bought it so i could listen to sermons well the truth was he just he needed a new stereo but he justified it by saying that now I can listen to sermons. And we were just like, dude, it's okay if you wanted to buy a stereo just because you wanted to buy a stereo. And here's the funny thing. This leads very well into today's topic. What, who or what is motivating you? Okay. So we're going to dig into that today, you guys. So let's go ahead and pray before we get into it. Ah, oh, Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you that we can lay our motivations bare before you. And that is how... We know that we're being led in truth. We don't have to hide anything from you, Lord. We are not even supposed to be hiding from each other. And that does happen. And so, Lord, I just pray that each person in you that listens to this podcast would be built up in you, more and more convinced that you're in them, that you love them, and they would be at peace with themselves and why they make the decisions that they make, that they would have peace in their life and love and everything they do would be motivated by love and the good that they want to have in their life and the good that you want to provide in their life. So Lord, I pray that we would be bold and courageous about talking about our lives and our motivations and never try to use you as a weird way to justify the things that we do. And, uh, you know, so I just, I just thank you, Lord, for being here. Thank you for giving us your spirit. Bless this conversation. And we just pray all these things in Jesus name. Amen. All right, guys. So I've been reading through Matthew, uh, probably the last few weeks. I'm actually in the process of, I'm just going to read through the whole new Testament all over again, starting from the very beginning. 
But as I'm doing it, I'm kind of taking my time too. I've been paying attention to the footnotes at the bottom of the page. And uh, today, when I was reading, when I was in Matthew 21, you know, I'm gonna move my mic down a little bit, you guys. Okay, hopefully you guys can still hear me pretty good and the sound isn't drifting in and out. So anyway, I was in Matthew 21 today. And as I was reading through it, Jesus had went into the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And so it had the footnote for the scripture he was referencing and it was Jeremiah 7. So I just decided to go over there today and check it out. And oh my gosh, you guys. Whew. So check this out. I'm just going to read some things to y'all really quick. And then I just want to discuss it. So I'm just going to start here at verse five of Jeremiah seven. It says, for if you, if you thoroughly amend your ways and your doings, if you thoroughly execute judgment between a man and his neighbor, if you do not oppress the stranger, the fatherless and the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place or walk after other gods to your hurt, then I will cause you to dwell in the place in the land that I gave to your fathers forever and ever. Behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. Will you steal, murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, burn incense to Baal, and walk after other gods whom you do not know, and then come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, we are delivered to do all these abominations? Has this house, house, which is called by my name, become a den of thieves in your eyes? Behold, I, even I, have seen it, says the Lord. And then it says, I'm just going to go ahead and keep reading. But go, go now to my place, which was in Shiloh, where I set my name at the first, and see what I did to it because of the wickedness of my people Israel. And now behold, you have done all these works, says the Lord. And I spoke to you rising up early and speaking, but you did not hear. And I called you, but you did not answer. Therefore, I will do to the house, which is called by my name, in which you trust, and to this place which I gave to you and your fathers, as I have done to Shiloh. And I will cast you out of my sight, as I have cast out all your brethren, the whole posterity of Ephraim. So, let me go ahead, and I'm trying to find the verse that I was reading this morning that really provoked the conversation so I'll just start here at 22 it says for I did not speak to your fathers or command them in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt concerning burnt offerings or sacrifices but this is what I commanded them saying obey my voice and I will be your God and you shall be my people and walk in all the ways that I have commanded you that it may be well with you yet you did not obey or incline their ear but followed the counsels and the dictates of their evil hearts and went backward and not forward. So the first thing that stuck out to me in this was, but this is what I commanded them saying, obey my voice and I will be your God and you shall be my people and walk in all the ways that I've commanded you that it may be well with you. There's a reason why God gives us the reasons for following his word. So we have the reasons as to why we would want to do it. So our reasons are his reasons. Does that make sense? Our motivations are his motivations. He 
said, if we obey his voice, it will go well with us. How many of you actually believe that if you obey God, it's going to go well with you? You know, I was thinking about that this morning in my own life. And I was thinking about different things I've heard from people that I've looked up to in the church or people who just talk about Christianity in general, right? And I'm going to share with you guys a little micro list that I made this morning of things that I've heard that have kept me from believing that with all my heart, that have kind of kept God's word, you know, out in arm's length a little bit. It's like, okay, I know you said this, Lord, but can I really take it all the way in? I mean, your word plainly does say, if I keep your words, that it will go well with me. But do I really believe that to the point of accepting it with all my heart? Or do I have reservations? And so I'm going to share with you guys some reservations that I have, some things that I've heard that have caused the reservation. Okay. So number one, God isn't a genie. How many of you have heard that and still hear that, right? God's not your genie. Don't, you know, you're just, you're, you're worthless. You, um, just need to humble yourself and you just need to obey God because of all he's done for you. Well, what if you haven't come to understand all he's done? What if you haven't comprehended that? What if you're a brand new Christian and the Lord's forgiven you, but did you know there's so much more to him forgiving you? There's, there's actually a life to be led through the forgiveness that he's given. Salvation is not just Jesus forgiving you of your sins. Salvation is the continued story of God sending his deliverance into your life through the various circumstances that you will experience being a human being on this earth up until you have the ultimate salvation, which is being in heaven and no more worried about all the stuff that we got to deal with being on this earth, contending with evil, the knowledge of evil, and also lacking the knowledge of good. There's deficit, right, with that. So many, a lot of people can know what is not good, but don't have enough information to produce good because they're ignorant. They didn't see it. It wasn't modeled. Various reasons, okay? But you guys get my point. So, yeah, God isn't a genie. So, for me, hearing that, that would cause me to act or not ask God for the things I wanted to ask him for. Now, how many of you need things in your life? Even practical things. You know, how many of you need new ideas and thoughts and perspectives to create better results in your life? You know, I talk to you guys about all the time, the seven areas of life. You've got your, you know, relationships, your education, your career, you know, finances, health, your routine responsibilities, giving back to society, right? What kind of legacy do you want to leave in your mental and emotional inner well-being? That is, those are the areas that encompass us as human beings, all those seven areas. And usually if we feel stress or burdened, it's because there's an area of our life that we're wanting to make progress in or grow in. And we just don't have, we, we, we're not sure how to do that. Okay. So this is why this mindset, God isn't a genie is dangerous because God is also the God of practical wisdom and God wants to help us 
Where else are we gonna go to for the things we want and need if we're not asking him? You're still burdened with those things even if you tell yourself he's not a genie. It's like, okay, I don't wanna like abuse God's grace or just go to him when I need something. Well, we're our needy people. We are children. Children are needy, you guys. Seriously. And God is okay with that. We're not okay with it because our sometimes our family, our parents weren't okay with it. They got frustrated with our needs. Uh, sometimes people, because they didn't, their needs were not, you know, seen as okay. Now they've learned that they're a burden. And then if they're not aware of these things, even church leaders can take their lack of this stuff into the church. Their, their lack of understanding the humanness of, of us on this side, having needs and them needing to be met. You know, that's the other thing we can have very emotionally immature people influencing and being in positions of authority and influence that are very limited because they have not yet dug into this in their own life. So what's the second one? Seek God's heart and not his hand. Oh my God. I don't know how many times I've heard that. I absolutely hate that. Why? Because God's heart is in his hand. His actions and his heart go in alignment. There's no confusion of that. God wants us to learn to trust him. It's going to take time. You've never known him. There's no other human being on the planet besides Adam and Eve and Jesus Christ himself that was raised in the presence of God. Everybody else has always been at the mercy of someone else's knowledge and understanding and insight in their relationship with the Lord. And you know what? Us humans lack. And we pass that down from generation to generation to generation. We were not raised by God. Therefore, we have to get to know the God that we don't know that we want to know because we, you know, we've come to, what is it? Faith comes through hearing. You heard about Christ. You heard about what he could do for your life. You heard about how he saved people and restored them. The forgiveness, the guilt, and the shame that he takes off. You know, that's the thing I hear a lot too is uh, people talk about, you know, um, trusting in a God they can't see and just kind of like how vulnerable that can be. But you know what I always fall back on? Like if I'm real and I'm honest with myself about the guilt and the shame that I've carried over things that have happened in my life, things that I've done or things that have happened to me, and I reflect on that, I, you know, no matter what I would do or think, it, it wouldn't go away until I actually brought that to Jesus Christ and talked to him about it. And then it all just washed away. That's, that is the number one of, that is the number one thing that I've been convinced of, of him being real because of the, the burdens that he's taken off my heart that only he took off. Didn't matter. You know, some things I would never even dare to talk to anybody about. And then he just carried around even more, right? Shame grows in secrecy. But when I was able to bring things out to the Lord, you know, that have happened to me, things that I've done, the guilt will just wash away. And praise the Lord for that, you guys, because we all need that from him. We all need to be vulnerable with him in that way and experience him in the inner room, right? The heart. So anyway, seek God's heart, not his hand. We seek his hand at first. That's just how it is. You know, we need God's hand in our life. His hand is in his heart. His heart is in his hand. <laughs> I hope this makes sense, you guys. But the point is, is when I used to hear that, it didn't give me a lot of motivation to think that any good was going to come. 
because I was always worried and micromanaged about, well, what can I ask for? Am I asking for it wrongly? Am I being selfish? Overanalyzing. Kids don't overanalyze, right? Children, they just ask. They're not thinking about all of that. Now I understand we're adults and this or that, but Jesus says, unless you become a child, there has to be a point where it's like you're, you're not burdened by your own knowledge of yourself. You're, you're, you know the knowledge of him to the point where I can ask him for anything and he's going to help me and he will refine you. He will lead you. You guys, I shared this revelation with you before, but I'll say it one more again. I remember my old pastor, this was like 14 years ago. He was in a really rough, rough place and I knew he was, but you know, he wouldn't acknowledge it sadly. And he was talking to us about the way that he used to live out God's word and that didn't work out. So then like he stopped and you know, it was almost like this is how I used to believe it. It didn't work out that way. So now, you know, now I'm just like more, you know, reality. And I, I get it. You guys, I, reality is important, but at the time, the way that he was operating, there was, there was not a lot of hope or expectation for good from God. And I thought, Oh my gosh, if I live out my life, the way that he's thinking about things right now, I'm just going to be burdened, Lord. And I remember this thought hit me and it was like, Ashley, you live out my word, however you want. And I will refine you. You guys know that scripture, Jeremiah 17. He has plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Do you know how bad I really wanted to fully accept that? But I didn't because I was too busy internalizing other people's interpretations and experiences instead of just giving myself the freedom to believe unto it with all my heart and then let God deal with it if it needs to be dealt with. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you know how many of you hold yourself back because you're so busy making sure that you're interpreting the scriptures rightly? You know, I had a, a young a young person uh, on my page one time ask me along the lines, hey, Ashley, I want to do what you're doing, but you know, I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing. You know, you can't go wrong if you're just reading the scriptures and you're talking about it. Is that not what the church and the leaders want to see happen with the people that they are, you know, sort of discipling? Maybe that's why most people in churches don't step out and do even like what I'm doing because they're afraid it's going to be wrong. You can't go wrong if you're reading God's word and you're talking about the things that you're you're understanding and how you're understanding it. There's nothing wrong with that. That's important. How do we think that people grow and mature? And um, how can you say, you know, they always talk about iron sharpens iron, right? Well, I used to look at that like, you know, somebody would say something to you that was hurtful, but it was like, oh, it's irony, iron sharpening iron. But I don't think that's the case. I know the value that I carry you know the value that you carry. We both have swords, right? We know how to use them. And and, and, and what I mean by that, Jesus, God's word's a sword, right? So you both know God's word, but then as you talk about it with each other, we sharpen each other as to, well, I value your perspective and then here's another way to look at it too. So you sharpen each other in that way. And then you value my perspective and then you're taking what I'm saying and you're adding to it and you're sharpening it. You're making it more clear and distinct right? Maybe helping me communicate better. Maybe I'm able to give more insight, the insight that you gave me into the value that I have in that way. It's like, oh, okay. That's another way I can present that. And then you give each other 
confidence to use the swords that you have, but you're more effective because the person that's sharpening you, number one, acknowledges your value. And number two, uh, has a way of seeing things that is complimenting what you're saying, but it's, it's different, but it's, it's still the, it's still, um, like I said, in line with what you're communicating. So, you know, the point is, is, uh, it's important that you grow up as a Christian. Children are always having to be told what to do for a time. But did you know that eventually you need to give your kids space to know that they can do things, that they're confident in their own abilities and their own thinking? That's why it's important when they become teenagers and they're thinking about things and they want to make decisions, let them do it. Let your kids make decisions. So, and that helps them grow in wisdom and understanding real quick. We can tell our, our kids and that's fine, but let them make choices. Let them think about things. And I know there's an extra, I can already hear some parents now. Well, what about if they want to go have crazy sex? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the, just the, the simple things of maybe where they want to work. Maybe you have an expectation of your kid that they're going to go work at this place and they're going to have this job and they're going to go to this college. Well, what if they don't want to do any of that crap, but they're afraid to tell you because you're going to criticize them because you're trying to live your dream through your own child. The point is, is your child has their own character traits, their own values, their own desires given to them by God. And you got to give them space to figure out, you know, those things within themselves. And if you are constantly, even here's the other thing, letting your kids prove themselves in their character. Sometimes people are so afraid of other people making the wrong decisions that you put so many rules up so that way you can micromanage their behavior. It's like my older son told me this a while ago. He's like, you know what I hate mom? When, you know, like, let's just say example, uh, taking out the garbage or something, right? And he's going to go do these things because they need to be done. And then if I come alongside and say, oh yeah, hey, don't forget to do this. Or he was telling me another story when he was quitting his job. Uh, you're supposed to bring back all like, cause he did, um, he was, he was a security guard. And so they loan you all the clothes and everything, right? So you got to return them when you leave. So my son within himself was like, you know what? I'm going to bring these clothes home. I'm going to wash them all and I'm going to bring them back. So then instead of his boss actually expect, actually just remembering that he's an adult and just giving him space to see if he's going to remember, she was treating him like a kid. Well, don't forget to bring the clothes back. And he was like, mom, I was already going to do that. He was like, I was frustrated because I already knew to do these things and they just kept telling me what to do. So anyway, you guys just give space. I got, I want to make sure I cover the rest of this though. Cause it's already been 23 minutes. Okay. The last one, obey God because of what he has done, what he has done. We don't really un know and understand what he's done in our life until we experience him. You can have the knowledge of that all you want. You can tell yourself he's died for your sins all you want, but if it hasn't hit your heart and your life in a way that's personal for you, it's really hard to see the value in that. And that's just the truth. You got to let God show up for you in your life with what you need and what's going on. So why does God tell us the consequence of obeying his voice? Because he is providing the motivation. When we believe it will actually go well with us by obeying his voice, it will give us the gas we need 
to keep his words to completion. We are all motivated by something. It all comes down to this, fear or love. All right. You know, have you ever asked yourself why you do what you do? You know, God wants us to be positively motivated by his words. We will either move towards what we want or away from what we don't want. When you're always going away from what you don't want, you're not moving forward. God wants us to move forward. He already done said it in his word right here. He goes, yet they did not obey or incline their ear, but followed the counsels and the dictates of their evil hearts and went backward and not forward. Right? Living apart from God. Having an evil heart is only truly evil when you're not letting God in there. When you know you have a deceitful heart and you're living apart from God, that's the ultimate evil. <laughs> but when you acknowledge the decisions you could make without God and you are allowing him to, to be God to you and, and keep the knowledge of his love and his mercy, God will take care of all that. He knows what he's doing, right? He knows how to lead his people. He wants you to acknowledge those evil things so you can realize how much, how much you need him because he's good. You know, Jesus already said what it comes from the, the heart, right? Adulteries, murders, all these things. We know those things are in there. But the same place that those that evil exists is the same place that he comes to live. Wow, that's amazing. Really, truly. I mean, are you really going to let God in your messy house? How many of you would not let people in your house who looked a certain way? You're like, uh, no. Um, God will help you. He'll even help you clean it up. You know, he'll even help you how to, heck, he might even let you move and get a new house. <laughs> anyway, we will either move towards what we want or away from what we don't want. So, you know, ask yourself, what's motivating your behavior? Why do you do what you do? Did you know the reason that you don't always do the good that you want to do because you haven't really unpacked the motivation as to why that's important to you? If you really want to put gas in your tank, ask yourself why. What's the motivation? Be clear in your communication. Like I said in the very beginning of this podcast, I give presents to my kids around Christmas time because I like to give them presents. Period. It's not because I'm trying to reflect the the presents that Jesus got. You know? I would be lying if I said that. Because for me it's not that. Now, I do acknowledge that Jesus Christ was born. But I'm just saying that I don't so much have my life set up in that way where it's like I'm not trying to look like I'm like I'm religious or like I'm not trying to look like I know Jesus I know that I know him and I don't have to say things to convince you of that like the guy who said I bought a new stereo for my car so I could listen to sermons why don't you just say that you wanted a new stereo why don't you just be honest about what you want to do you guys be honest about what you want and the motivations that you have. And that's going to free you up. Get out from underneath your own judgment of yourself and realize that God ain't judging you. He's not condemning you. All right. And if you guys need help with understanding judgment and condemnation, please get my book, Nuggets of Truth, Volume 1. I'll go ahead and put a link for that in the description of the podcast. If anybody wants to sponsor the podcast, you can sponsor it 
anywhere from a dollar to 10 bucks a month. And uh, I would really greatly appreciate it, you guys. If you see any value in this podcast and you want to become a monthly supporter, that would be sweet. I'm going to put the link for that in the description as well. And so I'm going to get off here, you guys. I hope this was helpful. I just wanted to make it clear that there are certain things being taught in the Christian community that are keeping people from fully being motivated that it will go well with us if we obey his voice. If you want people to obey God, then you have to remind them that it will go well with them and let them work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. God is a great refiner. He knows what he's doing. And the way that we think God's going to correct us is not always what you think it is. God will give you insight into the things that you want, the things that are frustrating you. He helps you understand yourself. So that way you can understand other people better too and humble yourself. That's what Jesus Christ did. Everything he did was motivated by the compassion that he had. He was never burdened by the people that were coming to him. And man, oh man, that is such a comfort to me when I feel like I'm going to the Lord about the same old thing. And it says that he had compassion on him. Even when those two blind guys showed up, right? And they cried out all the more and people were trying to tell him to shut up basically. And then the Lord says, what do you want? And they're like, we want our sight. We want to see. And he gave it to him. It says he had compassion on him. So be careful with the people that might be telling you to shut up when the Lord has compassion and just says, hey, I want to help you. He's that kind of God and he will. You just got to go there with him. So anyway, you guys, I just want to share this with you today. Who or what is motivating you? Let God's word motivate you to to the fruition that he wants you to be motivated by. He wants you to be motivated that it will go well with you if you follow his words. You just got to give your heart and your in the space to believe and accept that. So I hope you guys have an awesome rest of the week. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast and I will be back next time.